to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. This is season three, episode number 39. This is a sports episode, Andy, and boy, do we have a full load tonight. It is August 15th, and we're in baseball mode, are we yep. not? Yep, today is basically be baseball only. I'm going to do a special episode midweek to cover uh, football, NFL football started up. Uh, high school and college have started getting their fall sports ready. So I'll touch on that midweek. We'll do a little something there. But today is going to be uh, baseball only. Yeah, the uh, the good thing with baseball is looking up today, you know, Luisa Rise of the Twins still is the league-leading batting average uh, yep. leader right now. Uh, and the most people coming up his tail is from the National League. You know, he has a, almost a 20-point lead in the American League, but um, yep. he has a pretty – it's a pretty safe lead in the American League to win the batting title now. Of course, it's still too soon, but right. he's leading all the major league hitters right now that qualify in batting average. So that's fun. We'll touch on that. We've got over 35 baseball finals for the tournaments. We've got town ball. Um, you know, we, we've got the whole thing here, but I'll start off with, with the trivia question. Right? Let's start with even the trivia questions baseball. So start with that. It's a full baseball episode. Trivia question is this name the pitcher. There's only one in the major leagues that has thrown a perfect game, an immaculate inning, and a four-strikeout inning. Four strikeouts. Yes, you heard me right. He's thrown four strikeouts in one inning, and that usually happens uh, when you have Half to drop ball. a ball, third strike kind of a deal, and uh, and you get an extra out when someone reaches the base safely. Uh, and the immaculate so inning is nine pitches. Nine, and an immaculate inning is nine pitches, three strikeouts, nothing else. This guy has done that. Four strikeouts mm-hmm. in one inning and a perfect game. So name him. Look him up if you can. Uh, do some research. If not, hang with us here till the end of the show. We'll, we'll announce yeah. that winner. Uh, it's a very good trivia question. I didn't know that uh, until, I, until I heard it. So, Andy, where do you want to start tonight? I'm going to start with some pro baseball to start with. Um, the Twins have squandered the lead, given away the lead, um, without using not safe for work words um, about the lead. You know, they they said this this month. Well, we got all these home games. This is their chance to to pull away. Yeah, a lot of people were saying they might still not make the playoffs. They're like, but they got like twenty games at home. Well, going into today, they were four and three at home and one and four on the road. Now. Yeah, they play the Dodgers and Angels, but I don't care. You're on the road. You're one and four on the road, four and three at home. They've fallen to three back in the division, uh, two back of the wild card spot, but three back in the division. Cleveland, Cleveland's magic number is 46. Now you can still be in second and third place, have a magic number, which the Twins do. That's 52. So, but they're three back. Uh, Metropolitans, uh, the next 10 games, or they have 10 games in the next nine days. They have a doubleheader Saturday with Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, fourth Atlanta, four Philadelphia, then two with the Yankees. On the road, um, five and a half game lead, magic number 42. I'm a little nervous. I think after these 10 games, they'll still be in first. Might only be a three-game lead. I don't know. I mean, they only took two out of three from Philadelphia at home. Granted, Philadelphia won the first game in extra innings. 
Mets then shut them out the next two games after that. Um, some guys in the Mets got a little cocky going to Philadelphia, or wasn't the players, it was the announcers. Max, Keith Hernandez says, hey, I'm not worried about Philadelphia. So Philadelphia used that as bulletin board, beat him in extra innings in the first game. Mets turn around, shut them out the next two. DeGrom is back to being DeGrom. If he just get his six innings in, his 10 strikeouts, 12 strikeouts like he's done these first couple games, I'm happy with that. Um, he's got two wins, 28 Ks. I mean, in two, three games. So he's back to being the Grom, Scherzer's in, in Scherzer mode. So I'm okay with that. Um, like I said, the Mets, their magic number is 42. Their magic number to eliminate the Washington Nationals is 10. Oh. So after his 10 streak. So the Nationals could be the first team mathematically eliminated by the end of the week. I have a question about Cleveland Guardians. When yes. We can come yep. back to it. We can do yep. it now. What is it? Go ahead. So remember when we started the season, Cleveland had a bunch of rainouts, rain delays. Yep. They missed a bunch of games. They yep. had to catch up all these games. And you, I remember you saying, once they catch up on those games and they start winning a bunch, um, they'll all of a sudden come from nowhere and could do very well. And now it looks like that's what they did. They got caught up. They're no longer behind on the games played, I don't believe. They've taken a two-and-a-half, three-game lead over the Twins in the Central. And the yeah. Wets are still in the hunt. So this yeah. is going to be a fun fun um, month, I'll say, of course, August. Yeah. But, boy, Cleveland, you know, they, they made up those games and won a good percentage of them and find themselves sitting pretty good here midway through August. Yeah, uh, three-game, you know, they've uh... – Three game lead over the Twins. So, um, look it up. See if the uh, games play. See what close they are right now. You know, they got and three the game Twins, lead on the Twins. So that's Twins are playing the Royals here uh, at home. So you've got to start um, now. There's not much room for error uh, for the Twins. No, you had that lead. You had that cushion. You have all these games at home, and now the rubber is going to start to hit the road, as they say. Actually, Cleveland's got two more games played than the Twins right now. Okay. So the Twins, have, the Twins will make it up a few games there, but yeah, Cleveland's 62 and 53, the Twins 58 and 55. So there you go. Cleveland's made up those games. They had those weather delays. Um, watch out for them. The, the thing now, are they going to be tired come postseason? Cleveland, I don't know. Twins come back, are they going to be the Twins and be one and done? I don't know. Uh, they re they released the playoff schedule today. Yes, for Major League Baseball. Wow, what a cluster some of that is. Um, Jeff Passon put it out, and let me find the notes here. I want to get them straight, so I don't want to deceive anyone. I want to get my facts here. Okay, Game One of the World Series is scheduled to be Friday, October twenty eighth. Game Seven would be November fifth. All four wild card games are going to be three game, three consecutive days, October 7, 8, and 9. Division series begins on the 11th, NLCS on the 18th, ALCS the 19th. Here's some things right now, like if the season ended today for playoffs. Okay. Examples. The Mariners and the Yankees ALDS. Seattle hosts game four on October 16th. If they win and force a game five, both teams fly to, to, to New York, for game five the next day, October 17th. Similar in the NLCS, but the Mets and Dodgers. 
Games three through seven are on five consecutive days, including cross-country flight. Interesting. Now, um, with that said, you could say, well, both teams are groggy. It's not going to hurt. It's like you've been at home and their team's coming in. They're both going to be just as groggy. Is that a big deal? Sure, but it's a big deal on both ends. Yes. So I'm not crying follow for either team. I'm not feeling sorry for it. Both teams have to fly. Um, but I guess that's what's going to be interesting, especially take the Mariners-Yankees, for example. If you're the Yankees and you're losing, in, or whoever's losing, where you know you got to go play game five, you just bench everybody after the sixth inning and tell them to go take a shower and start getting changed now. You know, just relax. Swing at the first three pitches. Let's get out of here and get out and get home. Or do you try to rally and come back? Or do you still play, if you will? Basically, what I'm saying is if you're down by four or five runs in the sixth inning, you give up to just go home and get rested. That's and Dodgers next. Games three through seven, three through seven consecutive days. You just basically wave white flag after the seventh inning and just go through the motions to get it done. Even though you're only down by three or four, do you want to waste all your energy to, oh, we didn't come back, but now we got to fly cross country and do it again? You know, that's where you see where, uh, I hate to say the word, separates the men from the boys. That's that's wrong because you can get hot and come back. Someone else gets injured, you know, so it is what it is. But this will be very interesting on that. Is baseball going to learn from this? Do they say, hey, we got to make sure we got days off in here in case we got cross country travel. Who knows? Because um, what what are the odds of you know it being cross country? Oh, sorry, the the twins and the Royals didn't make it where it's all 150 miles from each other. You know, it's it's not. So is that uh, to make up the dates to uh to shrink this up a bit so they can still end up at the relatively same dates? And then um, have the additional teams uh, in the tournament. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like the World Series is going to end November 5th. Okay. So you want to, everybody want to expand the playoffs? Well, here's what happens. The Players Union and Players Association was not going to shorten the season. The owners right. were going to give up ticket gate money and everything else. And even though they started late, they still made up all those games. Yeah. Okay. So we're still on schedule for all that stuff. Do we start even earlier now? Um, like I've said before, we got enough domes and southern teams or coast teams where you just have it. Okay, the Twins now are playing 20 games this month at home. We still had a few lot of games in April and March here in Minnesota too. So you let the Angels and the, the California teams and the Florida teams and the Texas teams have all the home games to start with the first couple, three weeks. Because how many games do you see for the Twins, Cubs, Tigers, White Sox? You play opening day, day off, then two more games. Well, yeah. you need to make up for weather. Well, you're only making up for one. You're only room for one game. Yeah. You know, have all three of them a day off in case you got to make it up there. Don't They kind of cut themselves short, but there's people making a lot more money than I do making those decisions, and they're not making well, them. Well, that, that'll be interesting. The uh, You know, once we get into September, Labor Day here, it's going to get very interesting for Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, a lot fun, of these games. Fun stuff. With the exception of the Twins – being three out in the Mets having a five and a half game lead, everybody else is looking at double digit leads. So 
Well, I'm sorry, St. Louis and Milwaukee are within game and a half. Yankees have a double-digit lead. Dodgers have a double-digit lead. The the Padres, since they got Soto, everybody's going, oh, but look at Juan Soto and Manny Machado's numbers. They're great. But they're playing like 500 cents. And the latest thing in Major League Baseball, you've heard of football, the Madden curse? Yes. Have you heard of the Dairy Queen curse? No, I have not. The four guys in Major League Baseball right now who have done Dairy Queen commercials are all oh, the lizards. Yes, yes, the burgers and, and whatnot. Yep, yep. Uh, Tatis, um, Bellinger. Well, Tatis is not injured. He's shooting up. Um, <laughs> PEDs, not cocaine. Um, I'll clear that up there. Uh, Bryce Harper, broken thumb, out since June 26th. Tim Anderson, broken finger, out six weeks. Corey right. Bellinger, hitting 210 with, 606, with a 668 OPS. And then Tatis, of course, suspended for PEDs. So, Dairy Queen, baseball's version of the Madden Curse. It could be. You know, and okay, and here's my question the Tatis thing. Okay, oh, suspended for PEDs. Is he still on the injured list? Was he officially off, and then that's why they tested him? They tested him, he's on the injured list? So when does that suspension start? Yeah, that's a good question. If you're still got four days left on your 10-day DL, does it start after that? Don't know. That's for the unions and everybody else. I can't else. imagine it would It would have to. It couldn't overlap, right? Biker game goes by outside, sorry. But um, so that's interesting there with that one. So we'll see how that goes. Um, like I said, Dodgers are in cruise control. They're looking good. Braves are gonna get in the wild card. They're they're looking wonderful. Um, so we shall see. Uh, again, this is why you play the games. I think if the Mets can stay healthy, keep that two seed, and we'll be just fine. We they will be just fine. Um. If they pull a Twins and blow this lead, I I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I, I, I well, they, they, they've led since the beginning of the season, right? They have never been in second place. I, I believe so. It was closer for a while with the Braves. It was like within a half game for a while, but I believe they've been from beginning to end, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because there was a while for a while. I remember at the beginning of the season, they were the only team above 500 in that division. So, unless there was something at the beginning of the year where there were one and two or tied for first at one and okay. one or something like that. But I think after the first series, I think they were yeah. leading, much like the, the Twins. I think they were up the whole time. Yeah, well, the Twins said that they slipped to a half game behind for a while. And then this last weekend, just the wheels fell off for the Twins. But that's my, that's it's not nice to say, but that's true. That they've just kind of. Choked? Are they are they choking or are they just? I hate to say they played easy contenders because their schedules, but I don't think any easier than Cleveland it's, or Chicago's. Are they just? Was it smoke and mirrors this first half of the year? Or, I don't know. We'll soon find out in a couple couple more weeks. Here we'll see what happens. Um, now I've got some over thirty five federally. Yeah. We'll start with that before we get to the town ball stuff. Yeah, thirty yeah, town ball coming up, but over thirty-five state of Minnesota. There's thirty-one teams, I think, in the over thirty-five brackets uh, in in the federal league. 
the two-week tournament concluded on Sunday. Yesterday, Andy, was championship Sunday. The AAA team, the Mammoth. The Mammoth won back-to-back titles. They are tough to beat. Uh, There was some talk that some of these teams up here uh, could be challenging some Region C, some Class C teams in amateur bowl. That's how much talent they've got. But the Mammoth had won back-to-back Class AAA titles in the Federal League. New Market beat Rockford 15-1 to in the finals of the AA. Okay. New Market always has good baseball. Another team down there in Class A, Webster. We'll get to them later Yep. on the town ball. Yep. But the over 35 team has won back-to-back Class A championships. Congratulations there to the Webster Wildcats. And in Class B, the lowest of the classes, kind of the groups here are just having some fun. Uh, Chaska, the Chaska Diamonds came in yes. as a very low seed and got to the championship game, losing to the St. Paul Senators. Congratulations to the St. Paul Senators winning the Class B uh, tournament there. Uh, Chaska, by the way, knocked off Northfield, the number one seed. Senators are number two. And a lot of those teams there at that level, you're playing with one or two wins on the whole season. Yeah. That's all that you have. So you, you strain together two or three on a couple weekends like that. Next thing you know, you find yourself um, sitting sitting pretty. That's all I've got for Federal League. Now, this coming weekend, uh, four of those top teams, the Federal League will take on four of the top teams from the Senior Men's Baseball Association for over 35 also. And they get together for a thing called the World Series. That will be this coming Saturday and Sunday. I'll pr- be providing more updates um, on that. All right. Friday is the big day. All right. So should we cover some class some class A state tournament? Yes. So coming on too. Yep. This is town ball here. I'm going to reduce this uh, oh, size yep. here a little bit, get things squared away so we can yep, see yep. it. There we go. And class A. They're in the – oh, sorry. Uh, they're in the – well, no, no, that's actually the B. But that's let's B. see here. Here we go. All right. There's only six teams left. They do a half a half and half between a double elimination and a single uh, and a single elimination and double elimination. Let's see here. Let's hide this. And so what we've got for class A down to the final weekend coming up. It's gonna be baseball three sixty five taking on St. Louis Park Pirates. That's essentially your championship game. But we still have four teams in the losers bracket fighting back. In a double elimination format, these games yep. now are elimination. They've already lost one. So St. Anthony Hogs will take on the Minneapolis Cobras. Cobras won the Class A a couple of years ago. Uh, the loser of that team will go game of that will go home. Winner will advance. Minnetonka Millers also very successful uh, over the past few years will take on last year's champion Air Force Unlimited. And remember those games, those early games, they're 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Loser goes home. The two winners of that will play, they'll play, uh, take on the teams in the upper bracket. That'll be concluding this weekend. So that's a state tournament. That's not region. That is their state. That's all hosted in St. Anthony. All right. There's our friends in Class B. Those are cla- our, our friends in Class B here, Andy. And this is single elimination for the first two rounds. 
And then you get to the final four, and it's double elimination after that. But you get Meesville and Prairie Lake Jays going head-to-head in that first game. Look at the location here. Meesville's yeah. playing at home. Big, big favorite there. Uh, and then you get Cold Spring Springers playing the Anoka Bucks. And then the next game. You lose here, the teams go home. Now, look at the Dundas game. Location. Dundas plays at Dundas against the Egan Bandits. Very big disadvantage there for Egan. Look for Dundas to win that game at home. And we finish off with Blaine Fusion and Sobieski. Now, folks will remember Sobieski from last year's Class C champions. They uh, they moved up to Class B, made the state. They're going to be taking on some tough competition here in Class B. Now, what justifies a team moving from C to B or B back to C or something like that? Typically, typically, if if, if it's you, if you win it, if you win it, if you win C, you got to automatically move up to B. Is what I think it is. Okay. Uh, I can't uh, I can't be sure on that, but I think there's something to do with that. Uh, it's also the number of players they've got uh, in, in the, that have played college and and um, and minor league and pro baseball over the years. Okay. Uh, Sobieski did move up to the reigning champions in C, which means we will have a new C champion. Now, continuing on with Class B, this is the next round. Uh, sorry, the next layer, same first round. It's Moorhead Brewers against New Market Muskies. Champlin Park against the local Chaska Cubs. That's Sunday's game. Loser goes home once again. Rochester Royals take on the Hamill Hawks. And Coon Rapids Redbirds take on the Chanhassen Redbirds in a match of the Red Birds. Loser goes home. Next team advances there for the following weekend. Um, and they're only starting with 16. There's only 16 teams that make the tournament field. Chan has some three-time defending champs, too. Oh, yes. Always, always tough. Chaska Cubs have will have their hands full, but they've got some good players um, as well. And if you notice, that's not a typo. Coon Rapids Redbirds is, Redbirds is one word, and Chan has some Redbirds is two words. Yes. It's not a typo. That's the way it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, it's kind of like the Louisville Cardinal and the Stan- Cardinals and the Stanford Cardinal. Yes. But uh, dealing with Redbirds here, it'll be tough to watch the uh, the scoreboard at that game. And the low gamers Park. Don't forget that. Yes. L-O capital G, low gators. Yeah, that is the low capital G gators. Moorhead's always tough, too. New market got in this year. Yeah. Um, very interesting, very interesting. So that's all I've got for Class B. Anything else there, Andy, on Class B? No, not me. Just Chen Hassan, you know, um, three-time champs. Hard to not say them as four-time champs. Sobolewski, and this is – I'm not bitter because of last year. Congratulations, you made it. But, wow, and enjoy because I don't think they'll get far. It is a little different competition there. Um, and also you kind of had a lot of help last year. Winning it too. Try not to be bitter, but you had a lot of help last year. Which yeah, they uh, they did they did well. The other team that moved up was Young America this year out of the uh, Crow yep. River yep. League. Moved up to Class B. They they were pretty. They they kept they held their own. Let's say that they didn't yep. make the state. Their season is done. Now we move on to Class C. Yeah. Now now Andy, you watch the the show. I'm going to keep the YouTube yep. link in the description section. They did a selection show, much like NCAA basketball. Right. This tournament and announced it and did a little overview with commentary and analysis when they did that. Yep. I'm going to post that in the descri- uh, description area because they did a 90-minute show on just class 
C. Did they also do class B? And they did B and C on it. It was about a nine-minute show. A very good show. It was um, the only thing missing from that compared to like that NCAA show is they didn't do the live look into their teams. If you follow a lot of teams on Twitter, they were having viewing parties. They Basically, were. There was all the players down in some guy's basement drinking beers and eating chips. But I, I bet they may have that next year. You know, pipe in for next a next year. I would be surprised if they a had a, look. a Zoom format, maybe or something. You might see some comments on that. You guys can stand up and cheer. Um, you know, like I said, gets called. The, the, the teams that had it were all having it like in like their buddy's basement or something. Okay. I won't be surprised if next year, and I'll just use Watertown for example, if it's not down at the bar. And they pipe in the YouTube channel on the big screen there. They have it at oh, yes. somewhere else where you have the fans down there for a while. Um, maybe we'll we'll have it at the Roxy Studios and we'll have all the Laconia team over there. Who knows? Yes. We'll sponsor that. I don't know. These um, things can be very popular events to have it. Uh, oh, yeah. At various, uh, uh, you know, for the fans and everyone to show up. This could be huge. And what a great way for the towns to get together, too. I mean, you have it on a Sunday night like that and local pizza place can have pizzas come in or the grocery store donates pop and chips and bean dip or something like that and have a good old time. Have a potluck. We're a bunch of Lutherans out here. We'll have a good old potluck and watch our draft or our selection show. Exactly. Well, the draft too, you know, they should, they could do something with that and make that a pretty big event. You know, that's yep. uh, in, uh, in the Crow river, there's a uh, region seven C 12 players taken in the draft. We won't cover those here on tonight's show, but that's a big thing. That's a big thing. We'll get more into that here in a second, but Loretto starts off against Waterville and Loretto's got the, um, you know, it's got Corey Kosky and the two sons. Yeah. Loretto squad. But the, wor- the the winner will have to play Bird Island Bullfrogs. Next round is Watkins Clippers against Piers. Winner will play Red Wing. Next, Milroy Irish against Webster Sox. Now, Webster Sox has never, ever made the state tournament. Yes. they. But they are kind of the Cinderella to watch this year, too. They they could do some surprising things. That's a tough – they're in the DRS tough division. And the winner there will play the Monticello Polecats. Now, on the bottom section of the brackets, New York Mills, New York Mills Millers against his Cold Spring Rockies. Winner there will take on the Watertown Red Devils. Yep, and that's kind of your region here seven. There, yeah. You know, Watertown Water- had a game Sunday at four thirty. Um, the Watertown team is just loaded, and I mean from pitching to hitting to everything. Yeah, it's. It's the complete team, and I'm not saying that because I'm the homework. That's where we are, but they they check all the boxes. You know, I, I hate to sound like a studio guy, but they have pitching with Double H. They got you know uh, Pat Cheetah can come in and pitch if they need to. They got Jonah pitching in relief. Um, they, so they're set there. Defensively, in their batting order, they're set. Uh, Zach Eaton hitting the ball like a beast. Uh, again, Patchy hitting the ball well, and everybody else is just doing good station to station baseball. So good, fundamental, fun team to watch. Um, keep, keep in mind they beat Waconia three times this season in the last four weeks. Yes, Waconia did get that one win at the end of the season, but the season was over. Well, you could say, "Oh, Watertown only beat them by one game." We had a two-game lead. With one game to go against them, so if they, I think there's a lot of rested players. Guys are just kind of trying not to get hurt and playing safe. Waconia wanted to try to go in with a hot hand because they beat us. Great. 
But Waconia had some good games in the playoffs in Summit C. But then they played us, played Watertown, and it's like something happened different. I don't know. They just – they were in their head or what? I don't know. Because they destroyed a couple teams. And then the Watertown games, it's not so much. I mean yeah, – it's, um, it's- they're going to be they'll be one of the favorites of course you know uh oh, yeah. the finals last year and there is no defending champion this year as Sobieski's out but Watertown will be up there uh as one of the favorites one of the teams to watch so that should be fun that Sunday 4:30 game in Faribault at Bell Field and Watertown had the number 1 seed most of the season so yeah, for the rankings uh, mm-hmm. they ended the season as the number 1 ranked team yep. I believe, in class yep. C now the next round is Hinkley Against Richmond, the winner there will play Dumont. Then the next game is Stark Maple Lake. Winner there will play will play the Bemidji Blue Ox. That's another team I'd keep an eye on. Yes, and then Cannon Falls and Buckman Billy Goats. Winner there will play Laverne. And then we get down to the big the big game: Mulconia Lakers against the Union Hill Bulldogs. That's a Crow River team taking on a DRS team. Winner will play Fergus Falls Hurricanes. Uh, that would be the only game I think I have in this bracket that whoever wins that first game will probably beat Fergus Falls in that next game. Right. Uh, Waconia and, and Union Hills got a, uh, a very good squad, and they'll be pitching. You know, their um, their Winona State, uh, you know, starting pitcher there from Winona State is going to be tough. Now, can either of those teams? Uh, can Fergus Falls beat any of those teams? I don't know, but that's what I see here in this first first round. Any other comments? Andy? Well, Bemidji, Bemidji makes the final eight almost all the time too, so that's why I'm saying you got to watch Bemidji. They, they oh, get yes. the first round by. Yeah, you know Bemidji could be Bemidji Waconia in that lower half of the bracket there. Yes, and that would be that'd be a game that I would uh, I'd pay money to see. Okay, here we go. The next one, Gaylord Islanders. Um, I don't even know if they have hardly a winning record. They did some pulled some stunts in the playoffs in the postseason to actually end up winning the second place in that um, Region 6B with Jordan. Gaylord Islanders team to watch that will be going up against the Broughton Bruins, the fourth seed out of the Region 7C, the Broughton Bruins. And I think they've got their work cut out for them. Broughton does. But – so do Gaylord because I don't see either of those teams beating Isanti Redbirds that following weekend. Maybe Broughton. Um, they did pick up uh, some, some good draft picks in the pitching, so Broughton might. If they don't beat them, they'll give them all they can handle. Yeah, once again, the, the pitching draft, uh, you might be an average or a high average team, and you get a draft and start using your your studs, uh, those, those uh, draft picks. Uh, you could become a completely different team, and these upsets could, uh, you know, conceivably take place. Next, we get Clinton and Wilmer. Winner there will take on Delano. Delano may be one of the best teams in the Class C. They finished season ranked number two. They'll be tough to win, but they had a tough time in the regions. Yeah, double elimination. They lose the first game, and then came back and walked through it. So they had to come back to the losers bracket and and win. But that was kind of a shocker. Now, Avon will go against Fairmont. Fairmont won the tournament two years ago in Class C, was declared ineligible last year, and had to sit out the entire 2022 uh, season, or postseason. So they are back, and I haven't heard much about them. 
Fairmont is tough. They will take on whoever wins that game, the St. Martin Martins. And we could see if Fairmont wins that second-round game, the Martins against the Martins. How's that? That could be a – don't know. Now we get Urbank against Sartell. Sartell's always tough. The team that wins that will take on St. Patrick Irish, another team that many think could win this whole Class C. You got Dundas in the upper bracket. Uh, you know, St. Patrick here, almost a complete college squad is what we're looking at here. Many think, too, that St. Patrick will be moving up to Class B next year. Uh, yep. They should have a pretty easy time uh, in this tournament, I believe. I mean, Raymond, so. Raymond against Wanamingo, the winner will play Niswa Lightning. Montgomery Mallard's also in the DRS. Uh, to take on El Rosa, the winner there will play New Ulm Brewers. New Ulm Brewers also very tough. They've got a good lineup, uh, but they are not going to face them to that second second weekend. Then we get Ada against Plato. Plato Blue Jays coming out of the Crow River. The problem is if you win, you'll take on the Jordan Brewers on a Saturday afternoon game in Dundas that second week, uh, second weekend. That is no task, as many think that the Jordan Brewers lineup they have uh, could do some damage in the tournament. Finally, rounding out Kimball against Hutchinson, the winner will play Bluffton Braves. Now, what I would say this, Andy, my final comment here is that Hutchinson team might be the team to beat. Yes, Hutchinson is one to watch, but Plato still is. I maybe kind of a homer on that one, but kind of watching Plato a little too. Plato's got good pitching, and all they did now is beef it up with more good pitching. So. That could be interesting. I'm just checking Gaylord's standings here. They were uh, they did not start the season strong, but uh, let's see. I'm just quick cut one, one and three, one, four, one five, one six, one four, one two seven, one three seven. One, four, five, six. They're just over five hundred, close to five hundred for the year. So okay, they yeah, came on hot at the end, but again, Plato. Um, they picked up uh, Jack Janky in the draft for pitching, so um, that's kind of why I kind of maybe I played a little bit there too. Um, they could be surprising again, kind of a seven C room here. Well, Hutch could be a tough team to watch. You know, one thing they kind of mentioned in that uh, bracket show, and I kind of think it's true too, is a lot of the teams like the Watertown, for example. We kind of had a little home cooking last year because it was up here in Waconia, Hamburg area, Blanco. So easy for the hometown team to go watch them. But when you're not at home, it's a little easier too because you don't have a lot of that pressure. So if they want to try to uh, stake their claims here, going, hey, we're second place last year, we should win this year. Their team's not there. Yeah, they, our fans travel good. Watertown fans travel well, but you're not going to be as pressure with everybody cheering you because it's the local teams too yeah that's true so that could help be a, a big plus i think that's why bemidji does well so much in a way too there's not a lot of pressure um now now last year sobieski got to the finals and beat watertown with the starting pitcher named caleb strack from winona state yes he pitched all 11 innings to get the win was named tournament mvp he plays for a team called the randall cubs who did not make the state tournament but I don't believe he was eligible to be uh, picked there in the draft. Is that correct? Yeah, what I heard, if, uh, I believe it was him. Um, 
his college um, said, no, he's got to be down here Monday for uh, camp reports. And the teams appear so, well, how about if we put him on a pitch count or something like that? And the college said, no. So is he – it looks like he just finished up his junior year at Winona State. Did he transfer? Yes. Okay. Uh, so Division Two, Winona State's uh, – you know, so usually Division One teams will do that. So that would make sense if he had a tremendous first three years there at Winona. He transferred to a Division One school, and that's what they will typically do. We don't want to have guys get hurt and injured on the side in some recreational league thing. Yes, you could become a big name and, and become famous there in local folklore with the Minnesota State Tournament because it's as big as it is, but that's a big arm missing right there yeah. out of that region. I mean, I don't know how upset Winona State was. He threw 11 innings in our game after their season, but, you know, that's kind of part of the deal. Um, this is the fun part about town ball is, yeah, it's the college kids. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a lot of the smaller schools like the Winona's or stuff like that. Maybe put a little more say on their players going, no, no town ball anymore. You play in the season, but not the playoffs or something like that. I, it could I be. Play it, but I won't be surprised. Winona, Winona State has very good product for, for town ball baseball. They've got several players there in Waconia, uh, a couple, I think, in Young America, and um, – you know, they're for the Randall Cubs with Strack. They've got a lot of good guys coming out of there, and those are the type of guys that do well in the uh, tournaments, the postseason, the state tournaments. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be something fun to watch. It's one of those things you'd never know. You can't make odds. I decided, Andy, I'm not going to do brackets this year. Um, if I am, I'm waiting until the first round games are done. Yeah, it's it's like you said. There's so many there's so many chances for upsets. I mentioned a couple of opinions on the show here so far. As far as there's no way certain teams will get past other teams and vice versa. But when they get to the Sweet Sixteen, I might make a board then. I might mm -hmm. I might do that. Um, but we know that Class A will wrap up uh, here this weekend, and then Class B and C both have a couple weekends to go. They'll finish up, of course, Labor Day weekend. It all comes to a, a grinding halt there. We're going to be able to try to covering a lot of that third weekend and Labor Day weekend. One thing you want to know where the games are this year. One thing we missed. Uh, so Dundas was in there. Yep. Um, uh, uh, it's uh, oh, Meesville. Meesville's in there. No Fairbolt. Fairbolt did not make the tournament for C. Oh, okay. So, so Fairbolt was three in that DRS group, and they got beat out. And that's, I think, why Montgomery yeah. or Union Hill or Webster got in because mm -hmm. Fairbolt is usually a pretty good team. They didn't make it at all. They didn't make it. So two out of three ain't bad, the song says. But Some, Sometimes you get the curse. A couple of years ago, Springfield had a good team. They hosted it and never even made the state. Yep. So, so that, that'll be interesting. But we got Meesville as a host, Dundas, Fairbolt. All three of those good, good locations, they've got their fields ready, prepped to go, put a lot of time and energy into that. The games will be televised again this year, Andy. Tell us a little more. Yeah. Um, they mentioned on the, the selection show, you'll see that tomorrow or whenever you watch it. You know, watch that. It's going to be on what they call NSPN, Good Sports Network. Um, same group as last year. It's Pro, Pro Spotlight, just a different name. NSPN.TV. Um when I looked last set, they didn't have it uploaded yet. There's going to be price packages, and they're going to show more than that. They're going to show 
small college and high school sports on there. So a lot of the stuff we cover here, they're going to show there. But also on the Minnesota Baseball Association YouTube channel is going to show a lot of the games also. Okay. There's a couple different options there. Again, all starting on Friday. So uh, charge up your phones Friday at work to listen to the games. Oh, uh, there's there's Thursday. Is there Thursday games or not? The Thursday and Friday. I thought, uh, let me just peek here without my glasses on Friday, Saturday. Oh, it must be Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't I think the regions Thursday. that we had just now included yeah, Thursdays. Had Thursday. You can't have them come down from the state from all over on a Thursday. So Now, B is being played down in those areas, too. So maybe B might have some Thursday games, but C is going to have uh, Friday, Saturday. I, I think it's Friday. I think it's just the Fridays, I guess. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So we'll Dan's on vacation right now at the cabin, so he's so his dates are a little off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where we're going. So yeah, your, your YouTube, so charge up your headphones, have your phone ready, but keep your eyes open for the boss walking around the corner. Um it gets it gets to be fun this time of year. Um we'll be providing coverage. Make sure to follow uh, Kip Kovar as well. Also Minnesota baseball hashtag or at M I N N baseball, min baseball is the Minnesota baseball association. Yep. We'll be providing coverage and scores on all these games as well. And also uh, F is it, what is it? FDM or FMD FDM. The, it's F. I think it's FD. You'll find it's FDM 2022. Yeah. Yep. The host site, Twitter account. And follow those. And if you follow us already, we'll be uh, retweeting a lot of their stuff too to keep you posted on what's going on. Um, uh, mostly on Twitter. Twitter's going to be a safe follow for this for us, for uh, re-putting stuff out there. Maybe at the end of the night, we might do a recap on Facebook with a post. But if you want throughout the day updates, Twitter's going to be where it's at. Awesome. That sounds good. I, I've got nothing else here for baseball. Anything more, Andy? Oh, uh, I'm going to try to throw something together Wednesday to cover, like I said, all the other sports in the world this week. But baseball kind of sucked up our time today. Wednesday, I'll be covering some NFL uh, games began, campus begun, uh, high school and college fall sports have started going to camp, and uh, NASCAR playoffs coming up. They're getting all tight, and a little pro wrestling. So oh, we got a trivia question. A trivia answer before we go, sir. The answer. The, the last thing here before we go is the trivia question was which pitcher, what major league pitcher in baseball, there's only one that has thrown a perfect game, an immaculate inning, and a four strikeout inning in one inning. Four strikeouts. Do you have any guesses, Andy? The, the names that come to never have the perfect have the perfect game on there. Cause I, Maddox, because he was so spot on, I could see him throwing the immaculate inning. I could see him throwing a four strikeout inning too, because of you know he painted the corners and made you chase stuff. So I could see that, but I don't think he ever had the perfect game. Um Nolan Ryan had no hitters, but never a perfect game. But I don't think he had good enough control for the immaculate inning. I want to say it's going to be – part of me wants to say Johan Santana because I'm a Met guy. And I want to say maybe him or CC Sabathia. That's my guess. The answer is comes out of Seattle, actually. The King – Felix Hernandez has King done all three. The only person who's done that. Wow. Congrats to King Felix. That's a trivia question for today. I've got nothing else here. We'll see you, see you guys uh, next week here on the uh, Sports and Songs podcast. Talk to you later. See you.